Hello, listeners. This is your host, 8, speaking. This is episode 46. TMA4, Djokovic's Medvedev, Australian Open 2021 men's final. I won't be uh, rambling too much at the start of the episode right now because I just want to get right into the episode. I want to get to sleep a little bit sooner. So this episode is about what I just said. So it's the AO 2021 final. The title of the episode is uh, alphabetical, so D comes before M, so, you know, I'm not saying Djokovic one, I'm not saying Medvedev one, alright, so no spoilers. So I have a few uh, notes written down across the pages, or across a few pages on Google Docs, so I have a few methods now of writing this stuff down. First ones on first three were on sticky notes, and I already talked about you know, different amounts, different writing, this and that, whatever it was. But I feel like this is probably the most efficient way of doing it, and it's also neater. <clears throat> so, a few notes at the very start of the episode, before the match even began. So, Medvedev is a... Sorry, so Medvedev, he can be offensive... From behind the baseline, especially not on the return. Um, if people are attacking him, he can be defending well, um, but also he can turn that into attack from behind the baseline. And so he can move a lot, especially against like a lot of other opponents uh, below, like top ten in the world, or even sometimes in the top ten. Uh, he can move the ball anywhere. He can move himself anywhere around the court, and he can get the crowd behind him. Or he can feed off the crowd like he did in the 2019 U.S. Open Final against Nadal. Everyone was against him. Actually, even through the entire 2019 U.S. Open run, no one really liked him. They were booing him, but he was feeding off the energy, feeding off the negative energy. And he got within two games of winning to the U.S. Open. <clears throat> so he is that on his side. And Djokovic, he also has uh, incredible defense from the baseline. You know some of his so- shots, he goes sliding into them on hard courts. He's doing, he's almost doing the splits. He's almost doing a split, and you know just getting the ball back in place, slicing on the forehand, backhand, full extension on the wingspan. It's incredible. So, both of their defense, offense, behind the baseline play is good. <clears throat> Actually, moving up into the net, I'd say Djokovic has the upper hand on it. Djokovic feels more comfortable <clears throat> uh, stepping into the court, moving in, coming up to the net to volley. Medvedev maybe a little shaky. Maybe he doesn't trust trust his net game as much, his volley game as much. So, those are just a few notes at the start. Actually, sorry, a few, just a little bit more. Uh, Djokovic, uh, if if he so as the number one seed. At the U at the Australian Open, he's forty one and zero. Throughout that, he has five titles. Right before coming into the match, and that's eight and zero in Australian Open finals in total. That's two thousand eight, two thousand eleven, twelve, thirteen. No, I'm sorry. Ah, hold on. Did type it. Um, for the Australian Open titles, I sorry, I shouldn't be forgetting the years. He has. Um. Hmm. 
Wait, it's 2008, he won against Sangha, then <clears throat> 2011 was against Nadal or Federer. 12 was against Nadal in the longest final at a Grand Slam major, Grand Slam final ever. 5 hours, 53 minutes. I saw that. Watch that. Anyone in 2014, 15, 16? And then... 1920. Wait, so 11, 8, 11, 12. No, not 12. Yes, 12? Did Federer win 12? No, Valverinka won in 2014. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, so, so 2008? <laughs> I should have done this beforehand. I'm sorry. I, I, I wasn't writing this down. I just wrote that he had eight titles coming into the final here. Wait, so he had eight. <clears throat> then 11, 12, 13. That's 4. 11, 12, 13. He won in 15. Beating Federer in the semis and Murray in the final. So that's 15. He won in 2016. No, he didn't win in 2016. No, no, he didn't. But he did win in 2019 and 2020. Wait, that's seven. So maybe he did win 2016. Because Federer won in 2017 and 18. Yeah. Wait, who won in 2016? Australian Open 2016. I'm just typing this in. Oh, yeah, it was Djokovic. Wait, no, sorry, 2015 was Djokovic. 2014 was Vavrinka. Okay, whatever. So, <clears throat> eight Australian Open finals. He's won all of them. Also, interesting stat. Every time he's gotten to the semis, in the past, he's gotten... He, he won the title. Every time he's gotten to the semis, he's won in the semis and the finals. Coming in to the final... Just today, earlier today. <clears throat> and also, he is 11-0 at the Australian Open. First top 10 opponents since 2014. But now stats about Medvedev. Now stats again for Medvedev. Um, and why he has you know, a fighting chance. He's won 20 straight matches. Coming up, coming into the match. I think the first one was against Anderson in Bercy. In the Paris... Masters, then he won a few in, he won 12 straight versus top 10 opponents. Uh, that was at the Needle ATP Finals in London. And he's also won 10 straight sets versus top 10 opponents coming in. So those are some pre-game stats, pre-match stats. <clears throat> now she's starting with the match. Djokovic opens with, a, with an ace and yeah. So he opens with an ace. So no and then he eventually holds comfortably uh one zero. So now a few notes about the actual game as well. So the court much I know it's not really about the game. I'm going in between the game and the notes about you know like outside notes, exterior notes. Or information that's beneficial. So the court here is the court in Australia at this point, or during the tournaments, 
much faster speed than previous years. And at one point, I believe maybe in the Osaka-Brady match, commentators mentioned that it could have been faster than grass at one point with like low, not even low shots, but just, just the speed of the ball off the court. So, yeah. And also, it's much harder to ace Medvedev than Djokovic now because Djokovic being he's he's arguably if not arguably then he's definitely the, one of the greatest returners uh, in the world uh, maybe even to exist because I know you had Agassi he's up there who else is up there you had um I don't know, you just have other people up there with a great return game I I only think of Agassi right now so you know but yeah with Medvedev he's six six he has a wingspan great wingspan a large wingspan. And he's just quick. He can get the racket on the ball. <clears throat> so, yeah. But also, for returns, that definitely comes... Like, for return style, that definitely assists with the outcome of the matches. <clears throat> that Medvedev is more defensive, and Djokovic is more aggressive on return. So, if you hit, like, um, like a slide like out wide on the deuce court, Medvedev... He can run. He can run and like get his forehand. He can make clean contact with the ball and just get it back. But Djokovic, if you do the same shot, he might try and blast the ball up the line or cross court, trying to generate an acute angle or just direct it up the line instead of right back in the middle. Or you know he does hit it back in the middle, but it's like a deep, deep ball, like right in the baseline near the baseline, right at your feet. So you have to adjust that. So those are return styles. So yeah, Djokovic holds comfortably 1-0 lead in the first set. Also some more notes. Whoever wins, so this is for uh, percentages before the match coming in. Whoever wins the percentage, or you know whoever has a higher percentage than the opponent for first serves between Djokovic and Medvedev, especially you know, Medvedev against other opponents, um, whoever wins the percentage for first serve points definitely wins the match. You know, it's not even like mostly like they they win the match if they have a higher first serve point one percentage than their opponent. So Medvedev is a shaky start with three back to back unforced errors. Goes down fifteen forty in the second game of the first set, but Medvedev wins next point. I said. Medvedev wins the next point. Forehand winner down the line for 30-40. Then his backhand unforced goes long. Past the baseline, he gets broken. Djokovic goes up 2-0, winning with the second break chance opportunity. <clears throat> so Djokovic, just a note um, that I said a little bit ago, he feels more comfortable and knows his choices with like a mid-court ball. And Medvedev, he might be a little slower to decide. He might be unsure when he's coming in. Because maybe he's like surprised that he got to that point and doesn't know where to place it. So then his hesitancy may uh, force him to make an unforced error. And maybe he just doesn't volley too well or he doesn't volley. He knows he doesn't volley as well as Djokovic does. So maybe that's why he's unsure um, You know where he can best place the ball to set up good volley. So now Djokovic is up 2-0. So Djokovic hits an ace at 30 love, goes up 40 love. Some of, his be- some of his best serving throughout either the entire tournament or maybe in his entire career right now. Commentators mentioned that. So Djokovic holds that love, goes up 3-0 lead, and 
with the fin and in the finish of that game, he has a serve out wide to the ad court. Medvedev pops it up on his backhand and he follows it in with a Sampras like jumping overhead with a nice nice put away. Jumping Sampras jumping overhead tight feet. He goes up three zero. So now Medvedev serving again. Uh, Djokovic he hits a return winner down the line off Medvedev's second serve, which is you know giving Medvedev like a taste of his own medicine with like you know the extreme not the extremely flat forehand but just a flat forehand uh, directing it up the line. Um, so Medvedev is now down love fifteen in his second service game, but Medvedev hits two aces follow fifteen all and then thirty fifteen. Medvedev holds, gets on the board with a little bit of friction, uh, friction in the game. He's now down 1-3 rather than 0-3. Djokovic starts his serve game with a serve plus 1. Uh, you know, it's an easy lob by Medvedev. Djokovic steps onto baseline, right on top of the ball, crushes it line for a winner. Crushes it down the line for a winner. So yeah, Djokovic, when he can get on the baseline or even just a few feet, one foot, a few inches, whatever it is, like in the baseline, that's... I mean, that's, you know, in the court. It's at least in the court, not behind the baseline. If he's in the court, then he can dictate play pretty well and do what he did with the, with the serve plus one, the first point of the fifth game. You know, just serve. Medvedev hits a defensive lob return. You know, his returns are easier, easier to get back. After he hits it, then Djokovic, because, you know, it's more defensive than aggressive. Djokovic just blaps it down the line, you know. He goes, boy. You know, that's Rublev's grunt. That's my impression of Rublev's going, boy. It's cool, though. He is, he is a great forehand. Rublev is an incredible forehand. Good backhand well. Pretty defensive. Or not defensive, but consistent. <clears throat> so, Medvedev, he has two break opportunities at this point. Djokovic serving down 15-40. And after a long rally, Djokovic did a drop shot into the net to end the point. So Medvedev can convert on the first point. And... Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The rally to get to 15-40, Djokovic did a drop shot into the net to end the point. And it's one of the longest rallies of the match. And then the next point, Djokovic hits a deep approach into the ad corner. Medvedev hits a lob. And Djokovic with like a weak, maybe not a clean contact overhead, kind of like lobs it up somehow slowly. And then Medvedev uh, scrambling to get that. I mean, it's you know, not the slowest thing in the world, but it has some speed, but not too speedy. Medvedev is able to get it, lob it, ball, lob the ball deep back into the court, like back corner. Djokovic gets all the way back there. He's setting up his overhead and hits it into the net from back near the baseline. And that's Medvedev's first break. <clears throat> So, Medvedev's now down 2-3 from 0-3. And then Medvedev, he starts his next service game. We're going backhand to backhand with Djokovic, which not, you know, too many people can do that. And finishes with, the, like, a low net clearance backhand cross winner. So, he's, like, you know, right, like, a few feet away from the net. And he hooks his left hand around the ball, really getting, really generating topspin, keeping the low over the net, sharp cross-court angle uh, to start that game. Hits an ace, goes up 30-love. Djokovic makes an unforced error. Medvedev goes up 40-love. And Medvedev holds at love for 3-3. So 
first three games go to Djokovic, next three from Medvedev. So it seems like a pretty good final as of right now. Eh? So in the seventh game, Djokovic finishes it with a volley uh, deflected easily by Medvedev's flat, flat forehand pass. Goes up 4-3. Medvedev, he tries to blast the ball up the line in the deuce to add court. And Djokovic, he's already there. He just, once again, with his with his uh, confidence at net, easy backhand, get the angle cross court, short in the court. Medvedev couldn't get to it and took the game, 4-3. So Medvedev wins to the second point of the eighth game. So now, you know, 4-3, eighth game is started. Medvedev wins the second point with a deep volley, followed by Djokovic's lob, followed by Medvedev overhead finish. I just thought I'd put that in there because I put the note in there because Medvedev, he at least, you know, he can get points at the net, you know, volley deep, overhead finish. He can do that. And Medvedev, commentators mention this, I think this as well. He has the potential to be a good volleyer. He has long wingspan and he has good speed, you know, being as tall as he is, maybe like a tad lanky. He, He still has good speed and he can recognize where a ball is going. And he's smart. He's also he's, he's smart on court. He can set up points and do stuff like that. So he definitely has the potential to be a good volleyer. He just needs to, I guess the next step is to be a good volleyer. Actually just set up points and finish at the net. So he finishes that game comfortably with two aces in the game. Five total against two total from Djokovic uh, for 4-4. To tie it up 4-4. Ninth game. Begins long out and Djokovic holds ninth game 5-4. Yeah, also just a note in here. Long rallies, they're pretty evenly split between Medvedev and Djokovic. Nine long rallies mean like uh, 10 shots or more or over nine shots. But Medvedev, he's definitely running more and covering more than Djokovic. So Djokovic, he's like standing like on the baseline or within the baseline and moving just slightly, moving the ball around, moving Medvedev around. Medvedev, he's running around though. He's hitting the balls back and forth in the flat back to Djokovic, who doesn't really have to run too much because most of Medvedev's balls are close to the baseline T in the ad deuce court rather than hitting the corners of the deuce in the ad court. Like the single sideline corners, not like, you know, the corner of the baseline T and like, no. I mean, the actual corners of the, of the court. So yeah, the r- r- rallies are evenly split. Between them for, you know, the amount of points won. But Medvedev's definitely running more. So now down 4-5. Medvedev's serving to stay in the first set. But he holds that love uh, to go to tie it 5-5. With a forehand winner down the line. So now another stat. Points won by shots. So if there's a rally that's under five shots. So just one shot, you know, ace or ace and return. Two shots, three, four Shots, anything like that. Djokovic has won 13 of those points. Medvedev has won 15 at this point in time. And five to nine shots. Djokovic six, Medvedev four, and excuse me, over nine shots, both have five. So basically, just this microcosm of a note. Medvedev has won two more points. In the under five rallies, Djokovic has won two more. In the five to nine rallies, both have five at nine plus shots or ten plus shots. So, if this keeps up, 
I didn't really see another stat for this, so I'm just like kind of guessing here with it. But if this keeps up, then Medvedev will rule the shortest rallies and the medium rallies, short, medium-ish rallies. Djokovic, he's got control over that. Djokovic holds that love. He goes up 6-5 after Medvedev's love hold. And Medvedev, next game, on the 12th game, he's down love 40 on serve. So Djokovic is triple break slash set point. And both are, you know, they're hard people to get the ball by. This is just a note getting up here. So both people are there. They're definitely good at defense and staving off, you know, the end of the point if the person's trying to be aggressive. Um, Djokovic is definitely better at, at better up at net, though. Like, both of them are good on the baseline, maybe even mid-court, maybe just slightly within the baseline, not mid-court. But, yeah, if they're on defense or in a neutral state, they can definitely keep getting the ball back. So they're hard people to get the ball back. But Djokovic is definitely better at net, which, you know, you can't really get the ball by him at net. He can just easily be moving the ball around quickly and finish the point. <clears throat> so Medvedev, he saves the first two break points of Djokovic's triple um, break point uh, with big serves, but he puts the third break point uh, saving opportunity thing into the net with an unforced error. So Djokovic gets it on the third try and takes the first set 7-5. So in an interview before Djokovic, so sorry, Djokovic had an interview with Eurosport earlier, or just before the tournament, saying next generation has to work for it. He's not going to be handing any handing any titles over to the next next generation. Is like, I would maybe not even Dominic team, but like Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Felix, Sojeliasim, Shapovalov, those people, twenties, early twenties people. Maybe Fritz is in there as well. So yeah, Djokovic is not even just gonna hand it over. He's still gonna fight for it. And Medvedev, his response to that is, you know, he doesn't expect Djokovic to hand it over to him. Medvedev um, understands that there's gonna be a challenge. He wants a challenge. He's ready for the challenge. He likes fighting Djokovic because they both have a similar mentality when playing matches. <clears throat> so first game of the uh, second set, Medvedev. Um, converts his first break point opportunity at 30-40 after Djokovic hits his backhand into the net off the back foot, off balance just a tad, goes up 1-0. Medvedev goes up 1-0. So Djokovic seems just a little edgy and frustrated after a few points at the end of the first set. He was just missing a little bit and maybe a start of the second. But Djokovic breaks right back at 30-40, gets that point, goes or ties it at 1-1. And also, uh, Medvedev, just a note, commentators mentioned if he steps into court he can definitely Medvedev can definitely dictate play he doesn't have to scramble at the back of the court because Djokovic at this point if he's in midcourt or even just on the baseline he can definitely be hitting the ball well enough to be dictating play uh, from those positions and Medvedev is scrambling around but if Medvedev gets into the court before he can definitely be moving the ball angling it down the line cross court doing whatever he needs to and he can he should be dictating play more also, just a note, before the match coming in, Djokovic had four hours and 25 minutes longer on court than Medvedev. 
um, at 16 hours and 45 minutes compared to Medvedev's 12.20. Djokovic, he had one five-setter against Fritz where he got his injuries, abdominal, or his oblique injury. And then he played a four-setter against Tiafo in the second round. And he had three sets around. I think he had maybe one other four-setter. No, he had three against Karatsev in quarters. His round of 16 was... No, it wasn't Fritz. Oh, who did he play in round of 16? He played someone. Doesn't matter. Medvedev, though, he had a lot of three sets. He had one four-setter against... If not, then it's all three-setters. And, yeah, he just had four... A bit under four and a half hours less than court. Uh, yeah, less court time than Djokovic. So, probably just a tad bit fresher. And also, Djokovic, he is definitely varying up his game. He always likes to throw in a few drop shots every once in a while within the first set. And I believe he had half a dozen. Let's say that's what the commentators. He had six uh, or seven throughout the first 12 games of the match. So, at one point, Early in the second set, Djokovic had Medvedev guessing about drop shot or a deep ball, and Medvedev was like kind of going to move in for the drop shot, but then Djokovic just hit a deep ball and lost that point because Djokovic, he's playing smart about it. <clears throat> Djokovic holds the game, goes up 2-1. to one. So another note, Medvedev, he needs first serve to go, and I mentioned earlier, um, the higher first serve percentage is the easiest, the outcome that that's the winner of the match. Djokovic and Medvedev. Djokovic had 65% um, first serve percents, first serve percent, and Medvedev had 71, 6% higher. So, you know, that 6% doesn't matter too much. It's still high numbers. It's, that's still a good number. So, you know, that, that that isn't really the deciding factor if Medvedev is 6% more. The second serve percent, though, that's dropping for both players, and that's not doing too hot, especially since both of their returns are... You know, they're, they're both good. Even though Medvedev is defensive, it's still a good return. So, Medvedev, Djokovic, there's second serve percent. Whichever is dropping further, that might be the the final factor. You know, for what the outcome of the match may be. <clears throat> also, there's this one point at 30-15, at 2-1 in the second set. 3015. Uh, one spectator, this one woman, she's yelling throughout the entire point. Like, so sometimes you have like a spectator, someone in the audience, there's like yelling. Maybe there's like the, the person hurts, hits a serve, then a return person's yelling about something, and then goes quiet because you know, sees the rallies going on. But this woman, the, there was like a serve. Think of who was serving. Um, yeah, Mevidev is serving. And Djokovic hits the return, Medvedev hits, Djokovic hits, Medvedev hits, Djokovic hits, Medvedev hits. And the woman, she's just yelling about something. Like, her voice, you can hear her just in the background. She's yelling about something the entire time, nonstop. And then Djokovic finally, after a few shots, where he just lobs the ball up. And he's like, and he makes a gesture. He's like, you know, what's happened? Like, he, he, he puts his arm, his hands up, and the umpire immediately says, you know, um, let on the point. Um, he, he says a lot on the point because the woman just yelling the entire time. So then they stopped just for about a minute, maybe less than a minute. And the woman 
was probably escorted out by security. So, that was just an interesting bit. Then, Djokovic asking umpire to say to people that he need to be quiet during the point. So, in the fourth game, Djokovic has a break chance and converts it. He goes up 3-1. So, now Djokovic serving. He has a second serve. Medvedev blasts forehand uh, down the line. Um, in the deuce court for a return winner. That was probably his most offensive return all night. And goes up 15, love. Djokovic then goes up 40-15. Three good points following it. And Djokovic hits another like soft overhead and doesn't really do too much. And Medvedev almost had a pass winner. So yeah, Djokovic should definitely do more with the overheads. He didn't do that. Actually, no spoiler. He doesn't really do that. The rest of the match as well. There's like another two points, maybe one, two points after the one I'm talking about right now where he doesn't really do too much of the overhead and he just kind of just taps it back. Not even taps it back, but it's, it's just not powerful. It's not a clean con. Maybe he's trying to hit a winner off of it, but it's just not working that way. But Djokovic ended up holding the game, goes up 4-1. Second set. It's also some more stats. Medvedev is further behind the baseline than there. There's a Hawkeye. Um, there's a Hawkeye stat. So Joke Medvedev is standing further behind the baseline than Djokovic on average. So Djokovic definitely more offensive and tiring Medvedev out more and more by stepping on the court, taking time away, uh, moving the ball around faster. Yeah, not fast, moving the ball around just more in general. So. Oh, yeah, and also, <clears throat> sorry, Medvedev being further behind, he's scrambling more to get the ball back and play, being more defensive rather than Djokovic's offense. So then the sixth game played, Medvedev has a love hold in 54 seconds. Now he's up, or he goes, or he gets the game 2-4 from 1-4. Djokovic, yeah, and at this point, he couldn't put another smash away. Medvedev got a clean backhand off of it. Nice flat ball. But Djokovic ended up winning the point, but you know, just barely. So second serve points one at this point. Fifty nine percent for Djokovic, thirty-three for Medvedev. That's not the not the best thing. I'm not gonna lie. It's I mean it's good for Djokovic. Actually no, sixty percent second serve actually no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Sixty percent fifty nine percent for Djokovic, second serve points one. That's a good percentage. You definitely want over half. Second serve points on. 33 from Ebita, though. That's, that's that's not too hot, you know? That's why Djokovic holds 5-2. And, you know, he's up 5-2 in the second set rather than, you know, it being 4-all or something. So, second serve points, that's definitely a factor. And it might be some tension, but Ebita said he has less to lose than Djokovic. So, maybe nerves aren't. A thing, unless, you know, they are. Granted, it's his first Australian Open final, second major final, following the 2019 U.S. Open final. He's doll, so. <clears throat> That's his thing. That's just his thing. But, yeah, 33%. Not it. Medvedev smashes his bracket after Djokovic holds for a 5-2 lead. He boiled up and over, and it just didn't turn out too well in the end. Yeah, not for the racket, at least. And so, second time that Djokovic <clears throat> lost a point at net, 
throughout the entire match was during the end of the second set. Medvedev serving down 2-5, love 15. And, yeah, so Djokovic at net, quite incredible. Quite, quite good plays. And ties it for 15-all in this game. Djokovic has two break points. 15-40. Medvedev saves the first, go 30-40. Then Djokovic hits a deep return that lands on the baseline, or if not, right before it. Medvedev more like, you know, reacts to it and swings at it normally. Or it's more of a reaction than an actual swing. Medvedev can't get it back over. Djokovic breaks and takes the second set, 6-2. So right now, 7-5, 6-2 for Djokovic. <clears throat> Third set, Djokovic opens with a double fault. Then Medvedev hits a... Um, winner swinging volley to go up 30 love. But then it's 30 15. Djokovic wins the next point. Then Djokovic hit his second double fault, sets up two breaks 15 40 for Medvedev. And he saves the first and second. Then Djokovic, so you know, to get take it a deuce. Djokovic more aggressive than Medvedev. He's stepping closer to the best line, baseline, if not on it. I've already mentioned this before. Dictating play from closer within the court. Then Medvedev. So Medvedev getting angry at this point. He's saying something after like, you know, every point to his player box, which is just his coach, um, Gilles Cervera, 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 and his wife. Yeah, so. So. He's, he's getting frustrated. You know, he's already frustrated. And he keeps, and he's continuously frustrated. So Djokovic wins the last four points of that game, holds 1-0 in the third set. Djokovic, once again, returning well, making Medvedev play another ball multiple times throughout the game. And even if it's not off the return, even if it's just playing normal defense, he's making Medvedev play another ball, and that might be like a mistake that Medvedev makes, or that might be I don't know, it's just something. That was like in yesterday's match, or my previous episode Osaka versus Brady if I remember correctly the first set went to Osaka because she hit a slice ball or just a, a short ball a little bit over the net Brady like right on top of it easily put it away but puts it into the net instead to lose the first set so Djokovic she's just getting the ball back and playing Medvedev may 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 make another mistake similar to Brady's Chargers make a mistake similar to Brady's Ow. Oh. oh. Sorry. I just... My arm did something weird. It was like a cramp. Okay. Oh, I just scooted away from my computer. I can't see the words now. Okay, here I am. So Djokovic... So what is it? Yeah, yeah Djokovic has a break point and converts. 2-0 lead in the third set. Medvedev third. Now, Medvedev... He's turning negative. He's turned negative. He already has. He's still... Turning worse very quickly. This game has dropped off. <clears throat> if not completely, then... Well, majorly. And once again, Djokovic, he's playing aggressively, taking time away from Medvedev. Good ball placement, speed, spin. He's just doing everything well. And another note, Medvedev, he's 0-9 in majors when down two sets to love. Yeah, so Medvedev, he appears to be tapping out rather than digging in. The latter stage of the match. If you're if you're Medvedev, 
Medvedev, he's not the guy to <clears throat> give up so easily, at least not in recent months. But, you know, rather than digging in, trying to come back, he appears to be tapping out in the latter stage of the match. And honestly, the final, the last stand, the final something that he might need is for his coach to walk onto the court at the changeover and just help him, give him some advice. But, uh, Djokovic holds for a three-love lead in the third set. Medvedev starts the fourth game, a fourth game with two good forehand winners, one right on top of the net, one slightly inside the baseline, 30-love. So a little bit aggressive at the start of the game. 30-15, Medvedev hits a drop shot. Djokovic gets up to it. Oh, this is a nice point, actually. Yeah. So at 30-15, so after Djokovic on the next point, uh, Medvedev hits a drop shot. Djokovic, like, off into the corner of the court, but, you know, close to the net. Djokovic hits a slide, or he slides into the ball, hitting it cross-court, right over the net, like, you know, a very acute angle, uh, just over the net. Medvedev manages to get up to it just before it bounces. It's like a very, very small distance between the ball and the ground, and his shot just clips the top of the net, goes over. There's some extreme spin on it, probably from a shank, or maybe he actually hit the strings cleanly. I can't really see the shot too clear. The camera wasn't focused on it. Uh, but whatever it was, there was an extreme spin, and Djokovic, he didn't have his feet planted because it was all quick. It was all within very few, very, very few seconds, very, very short period of time. Just a few seconds. Djokovic couldn't get up to it, and the ball just spun away. Like a lot of spin. Once the ball landed away from Djokovic, toward Medvedev. So, you know, a lot of backspin on it. Djokovic couldn't get to it. And even Djokovic, Medvedev, I think he, like, raised his hand or racked an apology. But Djokovic, you know, he applauded after the point. So, yeah, but Medvedev probably didn't really care to apologize. That was just out of habit. Something tennis players do. <clears throat> so, yeah. Medvedev, uh, Djokovic applauded out that. Medvedev holds uh, to go down 1-3 instead of 0-3. Not down, but small comeback? I don't know. 1-3 rather than 0-3. Medvedev, forehand shaky. You know, he's not he's not doing too hot on the forehand. He had a little bit of aggression at the start of, the, of that fourth game, but, you know, he's back to being a little weaker. For, uh, then Djokovic, uh, forehand, shaky, missed two returns, one on the backhand, one on the forehand, down uh, 30 love. Djokovic holds that game uh, for 4-1 with two points during that game with a stretch, forehand slice, you know, once again, getting another ball in play, really got to challenge Medvedev. Medvedev, next game, he holds shakily, shakily, there's, it's not, it's not the easiest hold. Uh, but yeah, he gets it 2-4. And he's making many unforced errors. Like a drop shot right into the bottom of the net in the middle of the rally, or you know, the end of the rally, and just stuff like that. Not making the sharpest of decisions. But yeah, it's 2-4. Djokovic serves and volleys for the first point of the seventh game in this third set. And so like wide, wide serve, nice angle, wide, uh, and then sharp cross court backhand volley. Win the point. Good. 1-2. Wins that point. Now Medvedev, after this, he's starting to bring the crowd into the game a little bit, giving them belief. He's hitting harder, better, cleaner shots, like a small burst. He was up 30-15 against Djokovic's serve. Uh, Medvedev, he's probably still in it in the entire match, unless, as I just said, you know, that was a short burst. I wrote this note saying, like, you know, Brady, no. Yeah, Brady? 
think it was Brady. It was some some player on the women's tour. Recently. I think it might have been Brady. There were short bursts of good tennis that really, you know, they appeared to get the player back in, but it was once it was for a few points or maybe a game or two, and then it went away after that. So I said it was possibly a short burst before he went back into a negative state of mind. Djokovic, he's bringing his heat now. So Medvedev, he had a short burst. Djokovic, he had, I guess, his burst on top of the entire burst throughout the match. Like, he brought it up even more now. Huge clean shots. He had a fist bump. He's had his yelling celebration. Most emotion from him all, all night. He goes up 40, 30. <clears throat> then he holds after a long backhand, a backhand rally. That he, you know, he usually wins against most players, all players. Goes up 5-2. Now, Medvedev is serving to stay in the championship. So, now he's down 5-7-2-6-2-5. Doesn't really seem like the odds are in his favor. Djokovic, on the first point of Medvedev's service game in the eighth game, Djokovic is a clean, deep return. Second serve, places two forehands deep into the court. Court, well-constructed point. He's, like, inside the baseline, um, first from near the baseline. Medvedev just pops back over onto the net. Djokovic, clean, nice form, good, great technique. Um, angles across court, right on top of the net, or at least a few feet away from the net. And, you know, well-constructed point. Then Medvedev goes down low 30. Djokovic is within two points of getting the trophy. 15-30. Medvedev goes into 15-30. Tells fans to, you know, in his words, to shut up. I'll just say it politely. Tells his fans to be quiet. I'm granted, I didn't just say it politely, but yeah, whatever. He's telling fans to be quiet. Um, talking during the point between first and second serves. He just wants to play the game. And honestly, I feel bad for the players. They just, they're just doing their thing, and you have the noisy crowd. Yeah. 30 all, good serve. He won he won the next two points. And or the lost first two, won the second two. 30 all. Djokovic wins next point. Good ground strokes. Just doing his thing. And he sets up break point. So 30-40, he sets up break point, set point, match point, and championship point. Right? And Djokovic, he finishes at the net. He hits an approach at the net, a backhand volley. Djokovic, a backhand volley at the net. Medvedev hits a weak. Actually, no, it was actually it wasn't a bad lob, but he hits a lob um, over Djokovic's head, and he has to hit a hook shot, and he just gets it in. Uh, kind of weak, but you know, at this point, it's it's far away from Medvedev. He gets it in. With the shot, with the winner, hook overhead, winner, shot. 6-2. And he beats Medvedev. Throws a racket on the ground. Not throws it, but he just lets go of it. Drops down on his back. Arms, legs, limbs extended on the ground. And he's just won his 18th major. ninth Australian Open. So half of his majors are at the Australian Open. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Djokovic defeated Medvedev 7-5-6-2-6-2. So, an odd note here. Medvedev was thought to, at the very start of the match, with his mentality, with 
how he's coming to the match, where he's been in recent months. He's thought to have given a better fight than what he actually did. Right? So that was one of the major upsets. Maybe it could have gone four. Actually, I think one of the commentators at the start of the match said, yeah, Medvedev's going to win and he's going to beat Djokovic in four. So he's going to get three. Djokovic only going to get one. No, no, he got zero. Djokovic got three, so. There was that. And also, this is Djokovic's second three-peat. So instead of a repeat, a three-peat winning back-to-back-to-back Australian Open titles. So I think the first three-peat was 11-12-13. And then it was 19-20, now 21. Okay, so if I have it correct, his nine titles. It's 2008 for the first, then 11-12-13 for 2-3-4. 11-12-13. Then 2015-2016. That's seven total titles. I'm sorry, sorry. That's six total titles. Then 19, 20, 21. That's nine. Cool. I think I got it all. 8, 11, 12, 13, 15, 16, 19, 20, 21. <clears throat> because 2000, so 2008, 2009 was Nadal against Federer. 2010, Federer. 2011, 12, 13, Djokovic. 14 was Vavrinka. 15, 16, Djokovic, 17, Federer, 18, Federer, then 19, 20, 21, Djokovic. I think that's what it is. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right, so I'm going to leave it off on that. I want to go Betty Bed Bed, nighty night. It's currently 12.44 a.m. You know, it's not like, you know, 2 in the morning, but, you know, it's cool. I'm going to be making that MPO about Gravity Falls Season 2 in just a tad bit. A few more episodes, maybe next episode, something like that, but... Yes, I'll catch you guys in the future. I'm 8. Once again, your host, your boy. I am signing off. I hope you have a good night, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it may be that you're listening to this. I hope I'm making your day, whatever time of your day, I'm making it better with my voice. I hope you enjoyed. I think I most definitely know you enjoyed. Unless you didn't, because you know my voice is kind of monotone the entire time. Uh, I'll catch you guys in the future. Oh, wait, no, that sounded terrible. <clears throat> I'll catch you guys in the future. Mm, no, 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 wait, hold on. Okay. I'll catch you guys in the future.